You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. The system is down. The system is down. <laughs> system of a down has released new music. Yay. <laughs> John, I have to say, before we start this conversation off here on G4D, aka Grounds for Discussion. discussion can you name all the members of System of a Down? No, I cannot. All right, let's see if we can do this here. Okay. Surge. So, yeah, Amp Surge. Surge Singer. Yes. <sighs> okay, there's the guy who looks like a rat. <laughs> That's mean. I'm sorry. That's not nice. No, no, okay. no, no. His name is definitely not Damon Alburn, because that's the guy from the Gorillas, but it's very similar to that. Damon something? Damon, or maybe Damien. There's Shavo. There's a guy named Shavo? Yeah, he plays the bass, and okay. he, he directs all their music videos. No kidding. I used to be very into System of a Down, and you would think I would know their names, but I don't. I was into System of a Down around the toxicity uh, time period. Ooh, uh, I was very close. Uh, Darren Malekin oh. is the guitar player. Okay. And then John Dolmayan is the drummer. There you go. And now the next question, who's the Trump supporter? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know there would be a Trump supporter in System of a Down of all bands. I know, right? I think it's the drummer, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so odd to hear that they're back. Yeah. Um, for a good cause. Songs, for two good, songs. For a good cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about what's going on in Armenia. And, you know, System of a Down definitely has been vocal about the Armenian genocide and kind of what's been happening behind that you know years and since they started in fact and there are proceeds from the songs that go like through i think it's through Bandcamp that they're doing it proceeds for the songs are going to armenia oh that's great good job thanks system but yeah what when did we listen to the songs you know and i think the first one's a little you know underwhelming you know this is their first song in 15 years and since then, you know, Serge has kind of taken his own approach to music, and now we know Damon <laughs> has taken his own approach to music, kind of making a band with the other members of System of a Down. And I think they made, what was it, Scars on Broadway? Yes. And, and Serge made his own solo stuff, and it was funny because, like, you listen to Serge's stuff, and you listen to Damon's stuff, and you're like, wow, okay, you know, got Serge with all the political stuff, and then Damon with all the weird kind of stuff and it's like wow if you put those two together they would make system of a down yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah you proved a good point that first track on uh, that little i don't know if you, you wouldn't even consider an ep it's more yeah like it's a like a yeah single yeah yeah the, 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 the a side yeah the a side <laughs> is definitely like you were saying much more in line with aerials yeah it's kind of got you know it's a straightforward you know although it does not have an extended uh two minute traditional armenian uh, ballad after it on the secret credits. Mm. Do you ever do, listen to that? No. 
Oh, okay. So I heard you say something about toxicity earlier. Yeah. Was that your like first album? That was actually, yeah, that was the first album. So I, when, when did that come out? It probably came out when I was in high school. Yeah. Different time period, listening mm-hmm. to much different music. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I way, remember. Way different. Yeah, I was in middle school when I was on a cruise, and I made some friends, and one guy showed me System of a Down, specifically BYOB, and I was like, oh, all right, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it, blew my little middle, it blew my little middle, middle schooler mind. That's the kind of music you like at that time period. Yeah, it's kind of angry, aggressive. I mean, they do have some classic stuff, and and I definitely get nostalgic for it. I remember them being very big in that like late MTV era, so that one music video that they had for Chop Suey. Chop Suey. Oh yeah, the one where they're very at popular, like a, like a skate park. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, at the end of um Toxicity though, and on Aerials specifically, there if you wait like a minute after the song ends, there's like a traditional Armenian like ballad that plays. Oh yeah. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So I did not know that. Yeah. So next time you listen to the CD, uh, check it out. Uh, honestly, I'm not going to. <laughs> like, listen for I'm... Armenia, John. You will, <laughs> and I will too, and we will support and love. I, I just mean that in the sense that, like, that kind of music doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah. The it ballad's was, good. It's, it was it's of good. an it's era. All in, it's all an instrumental too. So. Yeah. It was. It was of an era. Yeah. And. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, that music is beneath me. Like, I'm not going to be a snob about it. Yeah. The but... second song was enjoyable. I liked it. It's 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 traditional system yes. of a down noise. It's, it's like know? they knew, okay, we can't have this more somber song be the only upbeat song. Yeah, this. it's like, you know, it, I think in this case, the message that they're trying to put out is stronger than the music. Yes. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Which I feel like you can make that argument with a lot of their stuff. A lot yeah. of people just listen to the music and they just go along with it and have a good time with it. Oh, yeah. Well, what's that one meme when it's like 90 kids when they listen, they actually listen to the lyrics of prison prison song? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact same kind of thing. It's like, mm. yeah, sure. A song like Pogo. Pogo, 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 Like, I get it. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to jump around and go crazy. And it's, it's weird watching all these like things that I liked when I was younger coming back now. Like, it is very weird. For instance, uh, Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Never what did I think Borat was going to make a comeback, but here he is. He, Borat might have saved the election. He, <laughs> he may have given us all coronavirus. Uh, oh, spoilers for the movie. Uh, <laughs> did you did you see that funny um, clip that was going around on the internet where it was like, it was election coverage on, I think it was CNN, and they were like, election coverage brought to you by... Borat subsequent film, <laughs> like yeah, they can't. The movie title changes three times throughout the movie. They can't even get that straight. <laughs> I, I think it's just sad that like every like the whole joke of Borat was just to show like how racist we still are as a country, and in all that time since Borat's been out, it hasn't changed. If not, probably gotten worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. And for those of you who are listening right now, we are recording this as the 
counting of the ballots is still currently ongoing in the election. So this is now what day three? One vote for Biden. Ah ah ah. <laughs> Two vote for Biden. Ah ah ah. And as of this. Oh recording... no! I lost the votes. Ah ah ah. Time to start again. <laughs> one of... real vote for Donald Trump. Oh, one fake vote for Joe Biden. Ho oh, oh. ho. <laughs> I love John. Did you catch a? Did I have to ask now? Did you cast a real vote or did you cast a fake vote? <laughs> I don't know why I watched that last night. God, it was just a joke. I just, you know, I know we don't typically talk about politics on the podcast, but, but everyone else is. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I. Th- this whole done. thing has just been a cluster, and yeah, I'm right there with and you. And it's still going to be a cluster. Done. That's 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 the that's the end part too. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want. It's been taking up my life because it's one of those kind of things where like I want to know, I want to be informed, <sighs> mm-hmm. and on the other side, like I'm like, do I really want to know? Because all it's doing is making me more anxious. <laughs> more it's important. I think it's 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 definitely important to understand and know what's going on, and hopefully oh, in course. the future to help avoid it and actually, you know, pick people that will actually do good jobs and you know not destroy the fabric of our democracy and you know but i think our country has a whole issue problem that we need to work on before any of that other stuff is solved i feel like system of a down has awoken something in you man i guess man you know maybe their music is pretty effective after all i guess so my little middle schooler self i have to thank (laughs) thank you random stranger i met on a cruise ship who introduced me to system of a down (laughs) and he said Oh man! Uh, Speaking and informing the viewers, John, I have to inform the viewers of this delicious coffee we're drinking today from Caffeine. Did I say that right? Yeah, Caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah, C O F F E E I N E. Yeah, Caffeine. Yeah, and this was recommended to friend of the show, and oh my gosh, I've known Ariel most of my life. Close family friend. They moved to Chicago when we were little. Um, anyway, her friends own this coffee store in Tampa, and she said she would send me a couple bags. So here we are with their Adventure Blend. It's a Colombian. It's about a medium roast. Notes of dark chocolate, caramel, citrus zest, and red apple. And this bag, when you're done with it, it's compostable, and I think you can plant it. Yep. You mentioned a lot of flavors on this blend, and you definitely do taste a lot of flavors. Sometimes I feel like when you put in that much into a blend, some things clash, but not in this case. Everything complements itself very well. I think so. I think you're absolutely right about that. You can I taste, really like this a lot. Yeah, like at the beginning, you really taste kind of like the dark chocolate, and then kind of finishes off like sweeter with that zest kind of thing. Dude, I'm telling you, that Mocha Master, the, the, I use, um, it's called a Mocha Master. It's basically like, I think it's from Sweden or Germany, but um, it's got copper piping in it. Mm-hmm. So it retains the heat better. So when it comes out of the shower head, basically it's the same temperature throughout. So I think it just, I, I, it never has made a bad cup of coffee. Yeah, no, this is, this is really, really fantastic. I quite enjoy this quite a lot. And I know we typically highlight Orlando places, but if you are in Tampa, right? That's yeah, I, I believe, I think they're, they're just online only right now. And okay. their website is Oh, they have a building. It looks like 6822 2nd Avenue North, number 333 in St. Pete, Florida. And their website is caffeine.co. So, yeah, check them out. It's good, good stuff. Coffee. We'll have to post about it on the gram, too, as well. Yeah, I took a cute little picture this morning. Hold on, I'll show you. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I always like cute pictures of Adam. It's actually, it has the Mocha Master in it. And Dale Cooper. And little Funko Pop, Pop Dale Cooper. <laughs> Did you see that, um, what's his name, Kyle McLaughlin? Wow, I totally butchered that. Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> posted a video of himself doing that now infamous guy on the longboard drinking cranberry juice while listening to, uh, what is it? Fleetwood Mac. Right? Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. It's quite great. Is it coffee? Yes, he's drinking coffee at one point. And then uh, at one point, he brings out the recorder and does, you know, his whole Diane thing. <laughs> so, Diane, it is November 4, and I am skating to Dreams by Fleetwood Mac off their Rumors album. A wild <laughs> album, Diane. Did you know every member of the band was sleeping with each other? Fascinating stuff. Really compelling. <laughs> I, I I love that um, Flight of the Concords joke. I think I might have told you about this one where Murray's like, "Oh, you, you don't you don't want to be like Fleetwood Mac, Brett. And we're all sleeping with each other, and they, on that uh, one on that one album that they made." And then I think it was uh, Brett goes rumors, and then Murray goes back, "No, it's all true." <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. There's oh, a show, show. There's a show on HBO. I think it's called it's called John Williams Talks with You. I think. No, wait. That's Joe Para Talks with You. I don't know. I forgot the full name of the show, but it's about this guy who lives in like New York, and he's just like you know showing life in New York and stuff. But anyway, he does a segment about like rushing on the subway or whatever. And Kyle McLaughlin is there with a metro card, and he can't swipe through it, <laughs> and he just gives up and walks away. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, that's good stuff. So I know we've been kind of chatting it up, you know, and talking about, of all things, System of a Down. Well, yeah, you know, we started with a techno song from a Homestar Runner because we're talking about... One O-Trix, Point Never, and his latest album, Magic. Magic. One O-Trix, Point <laughs> Never. Do you want more coffee? I, I love more. how you do that. I think... You know, you, you've been on a roll today, man. You're, I really think the coffee is already hitting you pretty hard. I think so. You're dripping a tiny bit on the side. Just watch out. Oh. Oh. <gasps> wow, guys. So John's coffee cup was drinking. So what he did was he held it off on the side and he went down on the ground and caught it with his mouth. The drip. Yes. And, and then I kissed the cup afterwards. <laughs> he sure did. All in five seconds. It was beautiful. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Sometimes I wish there was video footage of what of what we do in our antics. Well, maybe one day. One day. One day. We can yeah. be on Twitch. <laughs> oh, I could do, we could do that. Ha- have an alert every time somebody. Honestly, I think we should do like a let's play or something. We like do like a co op game and we just like stream it on Twitch or something. Oh I think that'd gosh. be fun. What game would we do? Um. <laughs> well, I'm thinking no I'm just thinking of like co-op two-player games like um wait you're getting I'm only laughing because <laughs> you really got deep in thought there like your whole disposition completely changed there I'm just like oh what can we do because now like now the wheels are turning um I don't, I, we, didn't you order the new Super Mario 3D World yes. next year yeah we can do that one. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun to do I'll be I'm terrible at Mario games are you yes oh <laughs> absolutely terrible it's all about the controls. I don't know. Sometimes I've been trying to play Super Mario 64, and let me tell you, those controls have not aged well. Oh God! Oof. I, I talked about it um, when I was a guest on Waypoint Set the other week. Uh, check them out if you haven't already. 
really, really great podcast about video games and plenty of other pop culture stuff. But yeah, that game, the controls, like you'll notice like Mario will kind of slightly move forward, like even after you stop moving him. Yeah. And that gets really annoying on the more difficult levels. That and the camera angle is just atrocious. I always had a problem with wall jumping. Mm. So like basically if you do... If you flip the opposite way you're standing on a wall, you can jump off of it and go back and forth, and you have to kind of time it exactly right, or else you fall and you take fall damage. So then you like die sometimes. Mm. I'm at the point where I just want to beat the game. I never beat the game growing up. You as only a kid. need 70 stars to beat the game. But I'm at like 64. I'm so close. <sighs> but I'm at that point where it's like mainly the harder levels. Like I got all the stars on on the like the beginner levels. Right. Did you get the hundred uh, coin stars? No. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Okay. All right. So in every level of Mario, if you collect 100 coins, you get a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? typically what you want to do is when you do the red coin star, mm-hmm. do the red coin star and the coin star at the same time. You're blowing my mind right now. I'm going to blow your mind further. Do the coin star first because it'll it'll still keep you in the level. You know how it usually beat, boots you out when you beat the level? Yeah. It'll keep you in the level. So then you can get two stars, essentially, if you beat it. Because you can get the coin star and then the red coin star. What? Yeah. So wait, you need what? six more stars, right? Yeah, I think it's six. Yeah, the, you get, just get 100 coins in six levels. Oh, my god! And enemies also jump, uh, um, give you coins, too. And some enemies, if you ground pound them, they'll give you a blue coin, which is five. So like the piranha plants, yes. if you ground pound them, I think they give you five coins. <laughs> what is up with this episode today? I don't know. It's all over the place. We are talking about so much nostalgia stuff right now. <laughs> As far Well, I don't know. You know, it's COVID, you know, we're, when we're bored and have nothing to do. I watched this guy who beat Super Mario 64 all stars in like less than two hours. It was wild, man. <laughs> If you want to watch craziness, you should watch that. I'll have to send you the video. Okay. He beat, like the speed run, right? Yeah. He got all 120 stars in like an hour and 38 minutes. Oh. I, think I've, I think I've put like 20 hours into this game and I barely <laughs> have that. Have you done, rain, what's the rainbow one? Rainbow Cruise? No, I haven't. Oh, God. That's the worst one. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, is that the one where you're on the platform and it goes on a rainbow? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I tried that one. I hated it. Yeah. Oh, no. That, one, was, that like, one's awful. Forget this level. I really said something else, but it's a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I'm sure there are plenty of people who are listening to us right now and thinking like, man, these guys are all over the place today. But uh. you know what? I think this whole theme of this episode is about nostalgia because there's even a sense of nostalgia tied to the album that we will be talking about today. Can I also say... That one of the quotes for this album when he was making it was, hold on, I need to find it, where he, where he talked about podcasting. Oh, he did talk about podcasting? Oh, shoot. Where is it? Oh, hold boy. Dude, I don't need another person saying something negative about, about, about podcasting. I'm now kind of at the point where I'm a little embarrassed when I tell people we have a podcast. <laughs> okay, hold on. Magic Omnitrix Point Never was conceived as an album in early 2020. After Lopton created electrically varied tapes for Safdie Brothers, who he recently scored on Cut Gems for, um, their radio site. Okay. He found that overall on a therapeutic scale, he's always enjoyed the comfort of listening to the radio and of listening to people have inane discussions on podcasts. 
Well, that's us. Hey, look what we just did. Whoa. Having inane conversations on podcasts is what we're best at. That's right. That's what the people love. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, kind of just piggyback right off of that. Um, Magic 100 Tricks Point Never is the latest album from uh, Daniel uh, Lapitan. You know, this is his moniker here. This is his latest album on the label Warp. This is his second album, including vocals of his previous album being Age Of. And I've mentioned previously on the show, I wasn't necessarily a fan myself of Age Of. Not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination, but it was it had a, it was very ambitious. And it kind of felt like it would be one of those kind of albums that I would have enjoyed better within the context of how I think he meant it to be, which was this whole like stage performance that he was doing at like, you know, opera houses and stuff like that. Right. For, for me, it just didn't connect with me as much. I felt like he was really trying something different. And for me, from a vocal perspective, uh, none of the songs really, really stuck with me. It's the one album of his that I've gone back to the least. Kind of like, the, like that Tycho album it's sounding like. It, it, exactly. Exactly. However, I think... This time around, you know, there's definitely some songs with vocals on it, and there's some featured artists too as well. Yep. The weekend's on there. Also working on Uncut Gems with him. Yes, exactly. Collaboration. There's an American musician, Caroline uh, Polachek, on there. Yep. There's Arca on there too as well. And then there's also an American rapper, Nolan Berlin. I could have that incorrect, but I've close never heard enough. of him. So, yeah. To basically, like you were saying, this album is kind of plays off the whole concept of a radio station, like listening to a radio station almost throughout the whole day, starting from the morning and then all the different transitions that a radio station goes through all the way into night. So this album has an interesting structure in that it's really developed, it's really divided up into different sections thanks to crosstalks they're referred to. Hmm. We're little bits of radio and ads and again conversations, name discussions. Oh man, that's so cool. There's a there's a company, they're called Teenage Engineering. Have you heard of them? Yes, I have. So they actually so they make um like high end like synthesizers. Um they're most always one one of their stuff, by the way. It's called yeah, they make a, it's called an OP one and it's basically like this tiny little synthesizer and you can do different samples and beats on it. But they also do this thing called pocket operators, which are kind of like tiny you know, Game Boy size, um, like, uh, synthesizer sequencers, but actually they just put out a, um, a radio, uh, synthesizer. So basically like you can take songs from the radio and it records it up to like 48 hours or something. And you can like sample and mix stuff like live on the radio. Oh my gosh. That so that would have been so, I really wish they would have collaborated on this. Cause that would have been so cool to like see, you know? Oh man. See, that's the kind of stuff that I would love to get into myself. I just don't know if I either want to have the time or the patience to do it. But I would love to really do something like that. But yeah, I I think for me, to kind of just start jumping into my initial thoughts here, I was a little skeptical coming into this when I knew he was still doing vocals again. Because really my preference is his instrumental aspect. Yeah, I mean, I, the vocals in here, there weren't like, you know, they're singing through the whole song. You know, they're just kind of inner mitten blurbs and blips you know 
And, and I, I think that's kind of like done. It kind of melds into the song too as well. Some of these lyrics are kind of incomprehensible. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, going back to the idea of the radio, kind of like the radio static, you know, you're flipping through the stations and you get little, you know, clips of people's voices here and there. So I think that's definitely like a stylistic choice. I also think that sometimes when you have the radio on the background, you know they're singing, but the lyrics aren't always decipherable. You just really know the melodies. And that's kind of the concept that's here with this as well. Uh, misheard song lyrics. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite misheard song lyric? <laughs> um, actually, it was, I had a friend of mine growing up in college who would take Kings of Leon songs, like from the earlier work, and do like misheard lyrics with those songs. Oh, I used to watch those YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. Oh, <laughs> I, I really like the Jimi Hendrix one in uh, Purple Haze. Where, it's, where he actually says, excuse me while I kiss the sky, but it sounds like he's saying, excuse me while I kiss the sky. Ah. That's pretty good. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, excuse me while I kiss the sky. <laughs> I was actually, sorry, we're changing subjects again, but uh, there was, they're re-releasing this like Jimi Hendrix concert that um, he like died 50 days after they filmed it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I was watching it and it was just like, blown away man like geez this guy was insane yeah that's what that's what i've heard I've, have you seen like him play like I, I you know you say oh yeah i've seen Jimi hendrix play a song like he i think he did like voodoo child or something but it was just like this guy was a game changer and you know all these like hippies are just like yeah man this is cool bro yeah <laughs> man you know um i've was he on that woodstock documentary I think he was it's probably been a long time since I've seen that. Like yeah. the the one part from that movie that I remember the most vividly was Santana's band. Like he had a drummer that was like oh, crazy yeah. good. Um, but it's it's long and hmm. you know it's like one of those kind of things where you're like okay you know and this might sound weird coming from a guy who like loved going to like Mars Volta concerts back in the day. Some of these songs, I'm like, all right, I, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a little too jammy bandy. Yeah, it's just also kind of like, all right, you know, there might be certain influences that would help. Oh, <laughs> I see experience. what you mean. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, I think, I think you know, with One Oatrix Point Never's <laughs> latest album. <laughs> I mean, our whole discussion has basically been like this album where like, you don't really know where What's it's going. Coming, yeah. And at certain points, there could be either bits of noise, like intersections of sound clips. Like it definitely, the way it starts is not the way it ends. Oh yeah. It com- completely 180s at the end. And that goes along with the whole concept that he was going for in the sense that like, that's what happens on a radio station. The way it, a radio station is when it starts is not the same way it is when it ends. Cause you get different DJs that come in and, you know, like we were saying earlier, different people talking, different commercials, things of that nature. It's such a cool concept, and that's why for me, I really didn't mind the singing as much this time around. Yeah, I was fine. I was fine with it. You know, I, I didn't listen to the last album to compare it, but nothing I heard was like, "Oh, this is making me feel uncomfortable and stuff." And no, you know, I haven't really listened to you know Omnitrix Points Never's material besides kind of you know the Uncut Gems soundtrack, so I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I, I liked what I heard. Yeah, for me, I got is into his him. sound like is the sound on this album consistent to what he's done in the past, or is it more like because I, I got this like kind of grandiose approach? Like he uses a lot of like strings and kind of different instruments and stuff to kind of make 
you know, it's less kind of beat focused and more like a score, like an orchestral score. Yeah, he, he's definitely, he, as an artist, he's always been hard to define and always just goes against normal conventions. Okay. So the album that I got into him with was um, R Plus 7, I think it's called. It was a, I think it was his first album that he had when he signed to Warp. And it was like basically focused on like a lot of older electronic sounds, but it had a lot of ambient elements to it. Um, yeah, it Garden of Delete used a lot of like samples from like new metal and like heavier songs. <laughs> you know, it, it. Oh man, that gives me a good idea. What I just want, to, you know, that like uh, that corn song freak on a leash. When yeah. Don't 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 use that for your beat. Don't don't. Sounds like a Rage Against the Machine song, yeah, actually. It actually does. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, he, he, he definitely was a bit more ambient earlier on in his career. Okay. So now he's kind of like gotten into that point where, you know, he has big name artists like The Weeknd featuring on this album. Like I said, he sings a lot more too as well. It's definitely a lot more of a collaborative process. But I think for me, the reason why I like this one better than Age Of is just that I think there's a much more clearer vision behind it. At least, at least for me, anyway, um, everything just feels much more cohesive. Like yeah. it feels like a a journey from beginning to end. Oh, I, I definitely felt that too. And you know, the end of the journey feels even more confusing and almost sad in the beginning. You know, it does. It kind it of does. the last track kind of leaves you on a somber note. You know, it really does. I completely agree with that. I mean, I don't think out of the songs that he sings, there's anything that like I came away like humming later, but it's enjoyable while you listen to it. Yeah. I think with his stuff, usually it's in the details. And I know I say that about a lot of electronic artists, but that's what can keep me coming back. Like if yeah. I can keep on finding stuff. And I definitely kept on finding stuff here. It'd be really cool to kind of research what kind of samples he used and you know from what sources he grabbed different things. I think it might even be worthwhile actually listening to this on vinyl, not just because warped. I did. I did pre-order it. That's right. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's coming in December. That's right. And you know, warp typically does a pretty good job with their pressings. I mean, they're for me, they're, they're like one of my favorite labels personally. And I think this is an album that where you could listen to it and probably enjoy it even more on vinyl because it's most likely it's, you're going to uncover more details on an album. Excuse me on an album uh, like like his on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I think for me, it's it's really the concept that drives this and what kind of keeps you engaged. I think you do need to listen to it as a whole. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, I can't pick a specific song that's like, oh, check out this one to get the real feel. You kind of, it, it's a journey, you know? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's still it's still interesting to see him really trying to do new stuff and really trying to push him and trying to take, you know, these what are relatively kind of like uneasy to define concepts and make it into something. Yeah. Like it's like the uncut gem soundtrack, you know, like there's a clear journey in that, you know, exactly. And you feel, you know, it's kind of calm at the beginning because you don't know what you're getting into. And then all of a sudden it gets really fast paced and it kind of matches up with the movie, you know, exactly. He's an unbelievable score scorer, you know, I agree. I agree. He's got some good writing chops. And I'll I'll wrap up what I'm saying here because I, yeah, I think I think we kind of uh, yeah touched on everything. It's for me. It I'm I'm glad to say that I like this album because I was a little bit nervous after Age of, 
So it's, it's good to like really feel like, okay, you know, I'm not losing interest in this artist. You know, it's going to happen at some point, right? There's going to be an art. There's going to be an album from an artist that you probably won't like. You're not going to like yeah, everything you know, they put out. Not connect with it, you know? Yeah. Some, some, some are stronger than the others, but I think this one definitely has its own merits. And, you know, I think repeat listens kind of enforce that, you know, that radio kind of, you know, driving around and not really sure where you're going kind of vibe. I think this album also really works well as a headphones album too as well. Yeah, I kind of just listened on speaker, but definitely I think headphones would have been the uh, preferred option for this one. Yeah, listening to it in the car, which... I would have thought would have worked given the concept of the album. I didn't enjoy it as much as I did with yeah, headphones on. I was going to say, yeah, there, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you're driving the car, sometimes there's just something about driving a car with like a fast, like kind of moving song. Yeah. And there's only really only like one or two songs that have like a moving kind of grooving, you know, like a, you know, nod your head kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Just like certain songs are like better when you drive. Yeah. You know? And, and this album is constantly evolving, constantly evolving. What's There's your tr- favorite song to drive to? From from this guy? No, just in general. Like oh. When you're driving a car, like, what's the song you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, you know what? Honestly, it's probably going to be a song from Sonic Youth. Oh. Like, I'm probably going to do Across the Breeze. Across nice. Or is it Cross the Breeze? Across the Breeze, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good one. So good. Oh, I want to know. <laughs> Should I stay or go? <laughs> love it, absolutely love it. That's probably my favorite one. I did, and I only say that because I was listening to it just the other day. Nice, <laughs> but yeah, this is one of those kind of albums that, like, if you're expecting to, like, you know, oh hey, there's a beat. I hope this kind of beat stays around for a while. It's it's not going to. Yeah, it's, it's constantly evolving. It's more about the idea of the radio than it is yes. the the radio. Yes. And it's very much one of those albums. And I know people aren't like this with music, music, a lot of things, but you just have to go with it. Yeah. And if you're one of those kind of people that's willing to do it, I think it's recommended to check out. It's highly experimental, like a lot of his other stuff too as well. So like we're talking about like... I think if you're buying this one, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying that because it's not like Uncut Gems' soundtrack. I think Uncut Gems' soundtrack is definitely... Much more approachable than this kind of album. Yeah. So for me, I I was on the fence about what I wanted to give it, but you know what? I'll go with a more positive review. I'm I'm feeling positive about it. I've been, I've listened to it several times now, so I'm gonna give it a note. It. Yeah, I'm giving it a note it too. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you liked it too. Yeah, I, it was good. I didn't know you weren't as familiar with this stuff. I'm not sadly, which is why we probably should start that segment soon at some point. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked we talked about uh. John kind of educated me on some of these, you know, bigger electronic artists that I may ne- not necessarily have listened to before. Yeah, and there's quite a lot out there. Yeah. Quite a lot out there. I need to so. expand my horizons a little bit, you know. I mean, uh, it goes um, the other way too, man. Yeah. There are a lot of albums that I don't know about that you've introduced me to. We might have so. to do that one week, just like give each other two albums to listen to and just like... We did that, I think, one time, right? I gave you like a They Might Be Giants one and you gave me... Apex I, I Twin, boards, probably. Boards, boards Canada. Canada. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there are definitely some ones that I can give you. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of things out there to talk about, man. There there really isn't. I feel like every week there are at least 
two or three key albums that I want to listen to, and even that is just not enough. I know. And then now they're doing Bandcamp. It seems like Bandcamp Fridays here to stay, which is really really great. I'm glad to see that too. Yeah, I, so, I think it's one of those things that everybody should be supporting. Yeah. So for those who don't know, um, you know, this year has been extremely difficult on musicians, you know, road crews, you know, sound people, everyone in the entertainment industry. So Bandcamp has been for the last couple of months since like March or April have been donating all the money they make on Friday, the first Friday of every month directly to the artist. So they don't make a profit essentially, which is really great. So um, keep in mind, I know this is probably going to be posted on Sunday, but you know, for December, keep an eye. If you've got a favorite artist, local artist, go support them, buy their stuff on Bandcamp because it's super important. And it's sad that no one in government or other agencies are helping these people because music is a necessity and we need these venues and musicians to survive. Someone brought up a really key point. Um, I, I can't remember who it was, but they pretty much had said that when all this is said and done, when, you know, maybe the vaccine comes out, what have you remember how much music, how many TV shows, how much entertainment, whatever that may be you enjoyed and how much of it was responsible for not only keeping you sane or just helping you out through this rough time. Mm -hmm. Like arts are always one of those things that I feel like just gets cut like immediately. Yep. In so many different, you know, areas, schools, you know, what have you. And I think that art does play an important role. Maybe it's not something that you put a monetary value to the same way as you would like another business. I don't know, man. I, you know, you know, businesses goals, you know, their, their brands try to connect with you. I, I, I mean, there's still concerts I remember to this day or, you know, listening to certain albums for the first time, like that, it's important, you know, it is important. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just, just remember, you got to support your artists and yep. I love that Bandcamp is doing this much more useful and much more, um, effective partnership than what Spotify is doing. Oh, Spotify. So, just... Yeah. I, I feel bad. I have Spotify some days, but it's just like, you know, I, I... Hey, I get it. Look, I got iTunes music and yeah. they're, they're not much better either. Right. Like I can't week in and week out, spend a lot of money on music. And like, I really don't buy as much vinyl anymore either. Yeah. Just Cause you know, get the world and you know, well, yeah. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, I could go to the record store every weekend, but, but I can't. Right. Um, so it's one of those things where I don't, I don't think you should feel bad. I do think that like, if there's an album that you really want. Yeah. I mean, I still buy music and I yeah. still support it. You know, it just, I can't buy everything. Then sometimes the streaming service works and hopefully one day Spotify will pay their artists what they deserve. Yeah. I mean, I try and buy the albums that I, that I really want to and, and not pirate them, of course. And I think, you know, the other thing is too, maybe there is a better solution out there. Um, you know, I know Bandcamp, like you just mentioned, is one of them. But if there is something else out there, I mean, feel free to let us know. I mean, we're not experts by any stretch of imagination. So if any of you fans out there listening to us, please let us know because that's something that, you know, I'm right there with you. I want to yeah, get better and if, at. And if there's anything that we can support or promote and like tell us, you know, I want to use our platform to help. Exactly. So I know we've been kind of going for a little bit here. Is there anything else that you want to touch upon very briefly before we sign off? Um, 
the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I guess, is still happening, and they announced who they are putting in to. Are they not? They announced the nom the the winners. Oh, they did. Yes. So we have John. If you want to give me a drum roll, please. <laughs> the graduating class of 2020 includes Depeche Mode, the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, the Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex. And Ahmet Erdogan. Wow. Oh, wait. Ahmet Erdogan Award honorees John Landau and Irving Azoz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Azov. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> I, was, I read that a little too fast. See, the special. See, oh, folks, look at, this is what happens when Adam's too caffeinated. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow, look at that. The special will be available exclusively on HBO and to stream on HBO Max November 7th at 8 p.m. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with any of these. Man, I mean, we, I think St. Vincent's going to do the nine inch nails cover. That'll be interesting. I think she's doing piggy and Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl's on drums. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm of course for that. Dave Grohl doing anything, man. Yeah. Whoa. These guys were the fourth generation, man. F yeah. They're great. I love them. <laughs> Guess what band uh, Dave Grohl said that about? Who? Every band. <laughs> 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 uh, well, you know what? If you if you if you need a hype band, a hype man for your band, I feel like you could do much much worse than mm-hmm. Dave Grohl. I feel like I read too that real estate is doing what a fool believes from the Two B Brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be kind of weird, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> some real estate is okay i don't know they're, they're a little too mellow for me sometimes um i feel like i had a little bit of a real estate vibe or or phase rather i should say back in the day right but it just didn't have any lasting power it's like one of those kind of things where like oh hey that's real estate you hear them on the background somewhere but I never feel compelled to be like, you know what? Let me put him on the car ride home. Yeah, right. Just that's just how it is. Yeah. No, no offense, real estate fans. We know you're out there. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of funny that the Doobie Brothers are getting not, are inducted, and they're doing the song with like Michael McDonald, which is like the, the version of the Doobie Brothers no one likes. <laughs> they're not even doing like like China Groove or uh, Long Train Running or anything. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a good point. That's or, a good whoa, point. whoa, whoa, listen to the music. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's really, really true. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with all these. I mean, we talked before about how these kind of things, like, it, it, like, it's a popularity contest. It's a popularity contest, and it's like... It's, it's funny to me how much the industry is, like, really pushing Nine Inch Nails. Well, and Trent Reznor, you know, like he's doing all the soundtracks, which is great. I love it. But it's just oh, yeah. like, I feel like, I don't know if Trent Reznor ever wanted to get like that big, you know, where he's, I think he uses his money and his, you know, passion to do these big projects, which is awesome. But it's just like, it's, it's cool to see him. He's like accepted into like the popular culture zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, you know? it, it is interesting. And he's scoring a Disney movie for God's sakes. I can't wait for that one. though. And it's like a jazz soundtrack. It's too, called Soul. Right? Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to hear that. I'm I'm very curious about that movie. I think we might have to do some movie reviews coming up soon because he does a soundtrack for that one. Yep. And then he does a soundtrack to Mank, 
as well. What's Mank? That's a new David Fincher film about the screenwriter behind um, uh, Citizen Kane. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'd be I'd be very interested in, in talking about both of those with you. Yeah. Get some more movie reviews going. Yeah. So no, no shortage of things to talk about. And I, I had a, that was a really good discussion about that was fun. Magic 106 Point Never. And I, I enjoyed that. I definitely recommend checking out his earlier stuff. So all, all, all good stuff, man. Um, I'm all out of coffee, and when I'm all out of coffee, that typically means that we're winding down. Mm. But th- this was this was fun. Definitely, this, man. This is a good, good episode. I feel like I've been listening to some of the episodes where we've been getting really caffeinated, and you could tell the difference. <laughs> all right, we so talk. we figured out our trick: caffeine. Yeah, yeah, yeah caffeine. <laughs> caffeine. It's always the winner. <laughs> well, because this is like typically my second cup of the day when that second second cup hits oh it's like a different yeah. ball game well also this is called caffeine coffee so, so the yeah. caffeine level is probably pretty high in here i would imagine so but yeah that's pretty great but that's not is, a bad problem to have because yeah, i need it <laughs> you drink that fairly fast too so this was i definitely recommend this coffee highly recommend it yes yeah so anything else you want to plug talk about no no um you know still trying to work out some things that we could do as extra episodes but i agree i think we've got so many things we need to talk about so maybe there'll be more shows per week yeah work on something like that i mean we'll we'll have to discuss so uh you know have to talk it over with um the studio manager too as well oh yeah (laughs) hey joe (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, um, if I have anything to plug, let's see. Oh, um, I was like I talked about last week. I am on the Harbor House board of of uh, Orlando. Uh, it's like the Young Professionals Board of a of the Harbor House, which is a group that helps victims of domestic violence. And we are doing a charity event next week called Handbags for Hope, where um, designer handbags are going to be auctioned off. That's all online. Takes place all next week, and you can learn more at harborhousefl.com. Good and stuff. all the money is going to go directly to the victims and the center to help those in need. Good, good stuff. Heck yes. All right. Hey, Ooh. I had a great time with you, buddy. Hey, same to you. Cheers. Uh, cheers. I look forward to recording again soon, which hopefully will be very soon. Good and, to the last wrap. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, the only other thing that I, that I wanted to say was, speaking of System of Down, did, you know the pizza song, right? Yeah. Pepperoni oh. and green peppers, mushrooms, all love chives. Pepperoni and green peppers, mushrooms, all love chives. Deep therapy, therapy. Advertising causes deep therapy. See, I knew you would. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't <laughs> let me down, buddy. Walking to the refrigerator. Doors closed. Let's a route. Butter's getting hard. <laughs> pizza, pizza pie. That song's about advertising. <laughs> uh, and, and on that great moment of zen there, <laughs> this has been G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for discussion. Grounds for discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.